Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am your host, Chip Hazard. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of... My name is Talon Williams, and today we are going to be talking about the hauntings of probably the hottest state in the southwest United States, definitely the most humid. The average uh, heat during the summer there is 103 degrees, if I'm not mistaken. Arizona. And uh, Arizona is a hotbed, so to speak, for paranormal activity, and it has uh, more than its fair share of haunted hotels and haunted uh, saloons. And uh, a lot of very unique spots, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive right into it. Um, the first place we're going to talk about is called the Birdcage Theater, and that takes place in Tombstone, Arizona. Um, if you are a fan of, para- of, the, of the paranormal, then this will be a good place to start out. And there's a good chance you'll probably, you probably already heard about this because it's been on Ghost Hunters and it's been on Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel and places right. like that. Um it's considered to be one of the most famous haunted places in the state of Arizona. Okay. And back in the day, the the uh, the Birdcage Theater would have been the prime entertainment spot during the big boom of like people, you know, traveling to California to mine for gold and all them people traveling to California, the the Oregon Trail and all them people. Okay. It, it was it was a common spot to stop at. Uh, for entertainment, things like that. Right. And there were numerous, there have been reports of numerous apparitions reported and people hearing disembodied voices. Apparitions or apparitions? Is that what I said? Apparitions? Apparitions? <laughs> it's pronounced many different ways. Um, but they would hear, you know, very ethereal music as well. Um, one thing that I did notice about this one in particular is that it is the home of the longest poker game ever played in history okay it, uh, how long was this poker well game? let me let me let me break it down for you the poke the longest poker game in history was played in the basement of this theater those who wish basement to, of the birdcage theater yes in tombstone arizona yes okay those who wish to play had to pay one thousand dollars up front among the notable right, people so- who played george hurst diamond jim brady okay. uh adolphus bush uh-huh Doc Holliday, Doc Holliday, the infamous Doc Holliday, shout out to Volbeat, uh, Bat Masterson, okay. and Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. The shit. game, the game itself was played continuously, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It continued from 1881 to 1889 for a total of eight years, and it is estimated that approximately 10 million dollars was exchanged in the game during the eight years that it lasted and that the Birdcage Theater retained 10% of that money. Okay. So you would think Doc Holliday, Wyatt Earp, there's a pretty good chance somebody died in the basement of that uh, theater, which probably is where the the disembodied voices may have come from. And right. maybe you hear a lot, like maybe you hear stories of people going down, taking tours of this place. They go down to the basement and you can hear the rattling of poker chips. You can hear, you know, the shuffling of cards. You can even hear what sounds like a faint gunshot in the distance. You know, different stories like that from many different, um, you know. But it, I, I find it interesting that this, because this, I, because I didn't check this out uh, prehand, but for it to be like Diamond Jim Brady, Doc Holiday, wired up, 
Like, this is something you would see out of, like, the movie Tombstone or one of them old spaghetti westerns back in the day. You know, right. it's interesting. It's almost like it's a, it's a part of the American, you know, the American, you know, landscape, if you will. You oh, know? yeah. And very, very, to this, still to this day, you can go to um, the Birdcage Theater and... I don't know if they still do shows or anything like that, but you can still go there. And I believe, like I said before, it was on an episode of uh, Ghost Hunters and a couple of other episodes. So it's still pretty popular and pretty po- prominent in the state of Arizona. All right. Uh, you got the next one, brother? I got the next one. Next one up <clears throat> we're going to talk about is in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. Home uh, of the Bellas. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I'm trying here. Only if they send me news. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, anyway. So in Scottsdale, Arizona, there's a place called the Hermosa Inn, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it's a hacienda-style hotel that is set on six acres of lush desert at the foot of Camelback Mountain. Okay. All right. Sounds pretty. It sounds fascinating so far. <clears throat> um, it's it very much the type of accommodations that you choose when you want to escape from it all. Right. It's also a must-see spot on any tour of haunted places in Arizona. Nice. Okay. The original owner of the Hermosa Inn was Alonzo McGargi. Okay. And uh, that's M-E-G-A-R-G-E-E. He was known to his friends simply as Lon. Hmm. Instead of Alonzo, they just called him Lon. Lon. Right. Makes right? sense. Right. Uh, it is said that he loved the place so much he never wanted to leave. Okay. Uh, and it is believed that even after his death, his spirit is still here. Hmm. Guests and hostel, hotel staff alike have reported seeing what they describe as a lanky cowboy around the inn. He is often blamed for breaking glasses and bottles during the night, flushing toilets when nobody's in the bathroom, and one staff member even says that she encountered Lon as a shadowy figure in a cowboy hat. Mm. Right? It, it, that's interesting. Uh, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> some of the things that have happened that have freaked people out is uh, the apparently Lon likes the doors to be closed, right? Right. Uh, so, one maid actually quit after having doors shut on her mm. multiple times. Right? Right, like you would go into the bathroom to clean it, and then all of a sudden, bam, door slams. You're like, yeah. what the hell? What the hell just happened? Right. Um, a guest came into the restaurant to show her friends some of uh, Lon's original artwork mm-hmm. that still hangs there. And uh, as, as he was showing... Somebody just started patting him on the head as if to say, good job, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. Almost like in the movie The Grudge, that hand comes back at the, at the back of the head. It's like, I'm just trying to help you wash your hair. <laughs> right. Right. Um, another maid quit because she was cleaning a mirror and looked in and there was a cowboy, a lanky cowboy staring back at her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, fuck this shit, I'm gone. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, multiple guests have asked who the lady in the pink gown was uh, walking over the bridge by the pool. Mm-hmm. Never. They're, they're like, oh, we, we don't know an old lady in a grand gown or anything. Right. <laughs> That's insane, man. Um, 
oftentimes candlesticks will be somehow will somehow fall out of their holders other objects seem to move on their own or be misplaced decorations on the host stand will have been pushed off and the host <clears throat> was talking while the host was talking to a guest at a bar a bottle of tequila flew off the shelf and broke multiple glasses and the staff will often joke well lawn must have done that so they know it's like oh that's just lawn you got nothing to worry about right if you're friendly with him he's friendly with you right um one of the restaurants <coughs> uh dishwashers refuses to work alone at night because she has seen children playing often oh wow uh yeah uh it says uh between the hours of one and two in the morning mm-hmm when she's leaving to go to her car, she sees children playing in this parking lot. Mm. Uh, in addition to the the pink, the lady in pink mm. uh, above. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> workers were doing construction on an underground wine cellar. Right. Uh, they left various tools in disarray, went upstairs to get something. When they came back down, all the tools had been neatly placed in a row. And they've encountered doors opening and closing, lights going on and all. Right. Um, a reporter visiting from Germany asked about the night watchman we have on the property. He said he saw a night watchman twice, once closing the door of room 107 and once by the pool. Both times he studied the reporter surveying his activities but remained standing there. There, hmm. however, is no night watchman employed by the Formosa Inn. That's, whoa, dude. <laughs> That's weird. And no one was staying in room 107 during the time of the stay of the German reporter. So is there a possibility that the lady in pink could be the one staying in that room and he just wants to make sure the door is shut when she leaves? I could. That, dude, it's, um, it's insane, man. A few celebrity guests that have stayed here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> are um, John Wayne okay. and Clark Gable. Oh, interesting. Yep. Um, it is said that all the spirits uh, here, uh, all, all the spirits that have been encountered so far seem to be friendly. Right. Uh, n- nothing, you know, negative or scary or, scary or anything yeah just some friendly ghosts so. yeah a, little, a whole bunch a room full just a just a hotel full of caspers yep so yeah that's interesting All though, right. you know i mean because i mean if, if, if you are going to be in a haunted place you, you 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 would prefer to be with a friendly ghost if you will um so we're going to go ahead we're going to jump on to the next one this is the jerome grand hotel all right and this is going to be in jerome arizona and it Jer- jerome arizona is like dead in the middle of the state of Arizona. It's like right almost dead in the middle. Right. And it's another famous spot in Arizona and the hotel first opened in 1927 although back then it was actually the United Verde Hospital. Okay. Yeah. So over the years there have been a number of murders and suicides even before it was converted into a hotel. And it and it is these incidences that took place beforehand that are responsible for the strange paranormal activity that is now all too common with the hotel. And a couple of uh, hauntings that they talk about, while it operated as, you know, the hospital, and it later became the hotel, uh, due to the high level of activity in the hotel, it is quite popular. It is a quite popular destination for any ghost hunters. That's why 
Ghost Adventures has been there a couple times and so on and so forth. Guests that have stayed at the hotel reportedly hears coughing, labor breathing, and even voices coming from empty rooms. Guests also report smells coming from uh, coming from certain rooms, such as flowers, dust, cigar smoke, and even the smell of whiskey. Others have others report a light anomalies and television sets turning themselves on and off for no reason. Many of these guests and hotel many guests and hotel staff have heard and seen the appearance of a four to five year old child running down the hallway on the third floor. Sometimes he's laughing. Sometimes he's crying. And this child also appears at the foot of the bed in some various rooms. Wow. Holy shit. Could you imagine waking up and seeing a child at the end of your bed that's not yours? You know, and just, I'd you know. i kick the kid in the Yeah, face. I know, right? Uh, it says, now the sounds of newborn babies can also be heard crying from the third and fourth floors. As well as a faint smell of baby powder and zinc oxide. Don't know what zinc oxide is never heard of it before um i'm assuming that it's something that they gave babies to maybe sleep or something i don't know what it was but the baby's crying has alerted enough guests that they phoned the front desk out of concern and the location that has been given was often a vacant room oh very very weird stuff (laughs) um but during the hospital years many deaths occurred due to illness and injury but also some rather suspicious origin like of the maintenance man, Claude Harvey. Claude was found pinned by the back of his neck by the, was I'm sorry, he was pinned by the back of his neck in the elevator, quite dead. Uh, a thorough inspection of the elevator was done as well as the coroner's inquest that determined the elevator could have been the, the cause of Claude's death. No autopsy was allowed to, to perform to be performed, nor X-rays taken, as the hot, as the United Verde Copper Company, who owned the building, did not want suspicious activity pointing in their direction, so that they would be liable for the accident. Oh wow! So basically, uh, corruption goes all the way back to the 1930s, I guess. Right. Uh, so you said you'd never heard of zinc oxide. I've never before. heard of zinc oxide. Before. You have. Okay. <laughs> what is it called in layman's terms? Diaper rash cream. Interesting. Yes. Never knew that that's what it was called. Yeah. Zinc oxide <laughs> is diaper rash cream. Oh, okay. Um, so but, I learned something today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, uh, you know what zinc oxide smells like? It smells like diaper rash cream. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Um, so anyway, back to the uh, back to the hotel. Now, due to the extreme privacy of the hotel, wishes to to uh, to provide the guests, even still to this day, private tours have been discontinued. And no other, and, and and no one other than registered guests and staff are permitted in the guest floors. The lobby, formerly the emergency room, is open to the public 24/7, and the asylum restaurant at meeting, a meeting and dispensary is open to the public. A complete history and photos are available online for the people who want to go check it out at JeromeGrandHotel.net. And the hotel is, even though it's still open, there are certain areas that certain guests are not allowed to go to for various reasons. And there's one floor that's completely off limits to all guests. So, yeah. So that's... I wonder why uh, that is. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know if it has something to do with 
maybe the people who still own and operate it maybe or maybe they're superstitious about certain happenings on that certain floor maybe who knows i don't know it's something to think about <laughs> it's something very weird very very much so all right let's go on to the next one brother all right so the uh the next one is is a bit different from what you would think of as a haunted place okay typically <clears throat> when you think of a haunted place you think of a hotel cemetery hospital, hospital. Like that, right all right we're going to talk about a mine. Ooh, okay, okay. interesting. So, um, old abandoned mines always seem to be a hotbed for paranormal activity. And Arizona's Vulture Mine, which is in Wickenburg, Wickenburg, Wickenburg Arizona, Arizona okay. uh, is no different. There are several areas of the old mine that have reopened, or uh, I'm sorry, not reopened, uh, have been reported as being haunted. But the most notable is probably the mess hall. Okay. All right. It is here that people say that they can still smell food being cooked and even hear the clanging of various pots and pans. Mm -hmm. Another hot spot is the massive ironwood tree, which was once a hanging tree mm. and is now said to be haunted by the souls of the criminals who died there. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. Um, a little bit about the vulture mine. It was, it was at one time a very busy section of Maricopa County. Mm -hmm. People had migrated here after uh, after learning of the mine striking gold. Right. And just like everybody else already there, the influx of people hoped to strike gold and become rich. Most people know this time in history as the Great American Gold Rush. Right. Okay. Uh, with gold, there's always greed or the attitude of, quote unquote, each man for himself. Right. Right. So, uh, a little bit here, there was a, uh, there was a young man named Jimmy uh, that apparently died trying to get some gold or something, and they say that... Uh, one of uh, one of the ghosts are are him. Um, said he was at hard at work uh, somewhere around May of 1916. He noticed a malfunction in the system. Wanted to replace a belt which had been moved up off of a pulley. Uh, they told him that he probably shouldn't mess with it while it was running. Right. And they weren't going to shut it down. Obviously because not, they were yeah. trying to dig for gold. <clears throat> right. Uh, well, doing this made the the belt tighten on the shaft and quickly swung Jimmy round and round in the air. His body had hit a number of heavy pieces of equipment, fell down from the shaft, and this accident broke literally every bone in his body. Mm. Uh, so it is said that he now haunts the that particular area of the mine where he was found or he, where he died that's, they do, that's gotta be like a very yeah. stressful like and not the, the, the job itself being a miner you know you know, going down deep into the earth finding these these elements and finding these uh, these these uh, metals and things like that it's gotta be very strenuous physically and mentally on the mine right you know um, the vulture mine is still open okay 
to this day, and you can take a self-walking tour. Okay. So you, you can walk through it. Uh, it's open most weekends, and some t- tips for touring the mine. Wear a hat to keep your head clean of possible falling dust and droppings. Wear some good walking shoes and bring plenty of water. Right. Um, I'm assuming it gets kind of hot down there in the mine. Uh, probably. Yeah. It says also special arrangements for an overnight paranormal investigation can be scheduled with the caretakers of the mine. Okay. So, if you want to go sleep in a... Uh, I don't know how much sleeping is going to be done. No. But <laughs> in a uh, quote-unquote haunted gold mine. Yeah, it ain't like Vulture you... mine in Wickenburg, Arizona. That's right. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about, kind of like what you, we just talked about a second ago. It's not, has, it's not a hotel. It's not a place. Well, it is a place. It's in Benson, Arizona. Okay. But it's a tunnel. Okay. Old crooked tunnel. That's what it's called. It's called Crook Tunnel in Benson, Arizona. Now, Crook Tunnel is a place that has a very, very dark and very, very grim history associated with it. Okay. So, so it really does not come as much as a surprise when you hear people talk about it being haunted. And there are most definitely some dark secrets held in between the walls of this tunnel. The tunnel was built back in 1902, but in June of 1905, rocks but in June of 1905, a rock slide in the tunnel hit a passenger train that was bound to Benson, Arizona. And although the train only suffered minimal damage, the track ended up completely blocked by rocks and dirt. As soon as word got out about the incident, a group of men headed to the tunnel to deal with the situation, and it took them several hours to clear the track. It is not clear if anyone died during this incident, but a few years later, there was one confirmed death on record. They actually confirmed that that someone had passed away. In 1912, the body of a man named Henry A. Marks was found inside the tunnel. His body was battered and bruised. His arms and legs, both were, all four limbs were broken. One limb was almost completely detached from his body. Good Lord. It is believed that he must have been ran over by the train. Witnesses said that the man had been a little bit too drunk when he left the the Bisbee and headed home via the Crook Tunnel. I'm assuming that's Bisbee, Arizona. Uh, His spirit is now said to to haunt the tunnel, and many investigators have suggested that Henry A. Marks is angry that his death was passed off as just merely an accident. Is there more deaths? Is there more to his death than meets the eye? Could this have been murder? Could this have been something? The unexplained activity that occurred around his death um, still remains to this day. And if you do go to the tunnel, you will feel cold spots in many different areas. You will hear a disembodied voice. And if you stand at one end of the tunnel and you look all the way to the other side of the tunnel, you will see an appar- you will see an apparition, a full-bodied apparition of somebody on the other side, night or day. So that's something, because normally when you think about when people go on ghost tours and stuff, they usually go at nighttime because that's normally where the ghosts hang out. Right. But if you go during the day and you just see an apparition, you may, or even if you, you see somebody on the other side of the tunnel, you're like, hey, how's it going? And it's like, okay, why ain't it waving? You start walking toward the person, the next thing you know, it 
disappears over the course Does of time. it say how long this tunnel is? I'm about to look. Let me look up. Let me look real quick. Um, no, the only the only thing I'm getting from it is that it was built back in 1902. Okay. The rock slide happened in <clears throat> June of uh, 1905. Um, 1912 is where they found the body. Um, it says that the engine was believed to have run him over between the hours of 8:30 and 9:30 that that evening. Right. The decline of the railroad industry had led to the present state of the tunnel, which has now been abandoned. It has become a favorite haunt, Halloween haunt for people to go for paranormal research. It okay. doesn't really say about how long the tunnel is. I'm sure, okay. matter of fact, uh, let me go ahead and flip back to it, what I looked at earlier. I'm, it might be it able to It kind of it looks like, looking from the picture that, that we have here, it kind of looks like this tunnel that's... Um, right behind, behind your house. house yeah 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 that was that was the same tunnel where they filmed the movie fled with Lawrence yes. Fishburne in it. yes yeah um, good movie by the way I don't think I don't think it gets enough credit it be does a good not action get movie. enough credit all right next up on uh on the list per se is uh Palace Restaurant and Saloon in Prescott Arizona yes indeed all right <clears throat> just a little bit about the Palace Restaurant Saloon. It first opened in September of 1877. Uh, it was much more than just another drinking den. It was decorated in lavish and tasteful decor and stocked only the finest liquors imported from some of the most exotic locations all over the world. Mm, so they fancy, huh? In they short, fancy, huh? <laughs> in short, it was a little more upmarket than most saloons of that time. Okay. However, in 1883, it was destroyed in a fire, and the owner, one Robert Brow, had to rebuild it. Okay. So the new Patla Saloon was even grander than before, and Brow invested money in a stone foundation, brick walls, and a long bar. Unfortunately, it was again damaged by fire, in 1900. Wow. So the building that stands there now was built in 1901. Yeah, so literally one year after the second fire took yes. place. Uh, <clears throat> so it was built in 1901 in a neoclassical revival style using iron, granite, and ornamental brick. This has made it an attractive prospect for Hollywood and has been a filming location for a number of movies. Mm-hmm. Right? The movies are by no means the only claim to fame that the Palace Restaurant Saloon has. Okay. It is also known for being one of the most haunted places in Arizona. Interesting. Okay. So it wasn't so it wasn't just a place where, you know, it was just oh it's just it's people consider it a haunted place, but they actually went and they shot films and made movies out of this saloon and restaurant that's I'm assuming it still looks the same as it did back in 1901. I'm sure there was no if they're if they're using it for film, then obviously I don't think they've kept up with modern technology. Right. For the for the film, obviously, or for, for the films. Um, so one of the most popular ghosts in the Palace Saloon is that of a man named Nevins. Okay. N e v i n s. Nevins. Uh, he was playing a game of high stakes poker and he was in debt. He put his mortuary up as his collateral and lost everything to the sheriff. Mm. It is said that whenever men play a game of poker, the spirit of Nevins will return, wanting to replay the faithful game of cards, which led him to losing his funeral parlor. Wow. The owner of the salon, Dave Michel, 
Michelson, sorry, um, also has some stories to tell about his personal ghostly encounters. He has a photograph of the bar taken in 1890, which shows what looks like a ghostly figure of a man in the background. According to Dave, glasses would fall off the rack for no apparent reason, and once there was a plant sitting on the bar that suddenly fell to the ground. There was also a mannequin that fell over the railing from the top of the stairs when there was no one around. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. I know. So, For some reason, my phone just lost service. Oh, well. We'll right. work with it. Yeah. So, that's, that's the Palace Restaurant and Saloon. That's crazy. Hey, and then we're down. We're going to get one more out of the way here before we decide to take her home. It is the Copper Queen Hotel in Bisbee, Arizona. All now, right. The Copper Queen Hotel was built up quite, it has built up quite the reputation over the years as being one of the most haunted places in Arizona. It is largely thanks to the building making its appearance so popular for paranormal te- television shows. You know, it's been on ghost adventures it's been on ghost hunters it's been on a lot of different other uh it's been on paranormal uh paranormal adventures as well right um it's believed that the hotel plays host to three arizona ghosts the first of which is an older gentleman described as having a having long hair and a beard he has been seen wearing a top hat and cape and the staff and guests who have claimed to encounter him said that he is usually accompanying He's usually accompanied by the smell of cigar smoke. Very, very old school. Very, like, maybe old cowboy smoking a cigar and stuff. Yes. Um, He generally makes an appearance on the fourth floor standing in the doorway of the hotel rooms. He has occasionally appeared as a shadow in some of the rooms that he has been in as well. Uh, The hotel also has a little ghost boy who calls the building home. He apparently drowned in the San Pedro River. But his spirit is attached to the cop to the uh, Copper Queen Hotel because his parents once worked there, and it was the place that he felt most at home. Ooh, again, so weird to talk about, you know, ghostly children. It's 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 freaky. Um, he has never been seen per se, but he is frequently heard. Guests say that items in the room are moved. And that they hear a little boy giggling with childlike laughter and hearing little small childlike footprints running down the hall as if he is playing a joke on the people of the of the hotel. And then the third one is probably the most famous of the hotel. And it's the spirit of a one-time prostitute named Julia Laurel. She is believed to have used the hotel to visit her clients. But she ended up falling in love with one of the men... And when he told her he was no longer wanting to be with her, she took her own life in the bathtub of the hotel room of a hotel room. Oh wow! And you can still hear her in the evening. It has been, you know, several accounts. I didn't write this down, but I was looking at the, looking at it, looking at it before I came down here. Many accounts of her men, especially hearing whispers of a w- woman whispering the sweet nothings in their ear, like. Whoa. What was, what was that noise? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, weird, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, different, I mean, especially with hotels, you know. Um, you know, you hear a lot about, uh, these are, there we go, now it's starting to work, you freaking dumb phone. Uh, <laughs> I, seriously, man, technology sometimes pisses me off. 
Uh, but yeah, but yeah, but there's a there's a front shot of it, very nice. Yeah, very. Uh, but it, and here's a nighttime shot. It looks like it's a. It could looks like something. It could be in like Vegas or something. Oh, like yeah. it looks like a Palms. Um. But yeah, it, um, where were we at here? Okay, here we go. It says that guests and staff at the hotel say that they feel her presence on the second and third floors of the west side of the hotel. That male staff and guests have reported hearing a woman's voice whispering in their ear. Others have even felt like a woman was trying to provocatively dance upon them. It says the hotel was the subject of the edition of the Travel Channel show of the Travel Channel show Resort Rescue. Bizarrely, the edition is in question featuring a drunken streaker running around the hotel midday. Also, that there was a presence that they that the crew had felt while filming the episode. So there you go. Very interesting. Um, so yeah, anything you want to add on to this one particularly? Uh, no, man. Uh, man, it seems like most of the stuff there in Arizona that that would be considered haunted seems to be hotels. Uh. I don't know, the tunnel would probably freak me out a little bit more than the hotel would, to be the, honest. Right, but it seems like the majority of, like, the, the quote-unquote top haunted places right. uh, are hotels or saloons. Right, which saloons would then, would then be turned into bars slash right. restaurants, and they're still workable and functional and operational even still to this day. You know, which, don't get me wrong, I mean, if you can, you know, placate that, if, like, there, I mean, people have heard different rumors about different you know places being haunted and people have actually took it and they made the best of it. people create like the one that we talked about uh on the last on the last edition in in alaska the uh, the red onion saloon has adopted the idea of it being haunted and they've made a they've made money based off of it with the tours and the ghost and the brothel museum and everything else um you know it, it's interesting, you know. A lot of these, uh, especially with the with the ones in Arizona, they were very interesting. Out of all the ones we reviewed, which one would you say would probably be the most disturbing or the most one that one one that kind of like was like Ugh, a little bit freaky or a little um, bit out of all of them? I, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. Like, okay, yeah, for, yeah. for me, the, for me, it, it would have to be the tongue. You, you, you know, so? well, from the from from the standpoint that I mean. Normally tunnels, you know, you've heard the old expression, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, but sometimes yeah. it's a train coming at you, you know, uh, I can see that. you know, it's, and especially just looking at the picture, even looking at the picture right now, it just looks weird. It looks ominous. It looks freaky. It looks like something you would see somebody getting abducted in. Um, but at the same time, the mind would also be a very weird place as well you know but people still take tours of it and you know and i and i get that people look at the the tunnel as you know well people like to get you know scared around halloween and stuff like that and that's why this no i don't know it would probably be a little bit too freaky for me to be honest with you i don't know okay so the tunnel doesn't bother me okay um i for me the ones that we talked about i would have to say the hermosa inn okay uh, for the simple fact that you're going, I, for me, I've stayed in, in plenty of hotels over my life. I've done right. a lot of traveling here and there. Right. And to be sitting in a hotel room or, or, you know, in this hotel talking 
like you and I are right now, and for somebody to just reach up and pat me on my head, right? <laughs> I'd probably punch you in the face, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> um, like what'd you pat so, me for? My hands are on the table, idiot. What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> so, for me, that that would right. be. But at least he was a friendly ghost, and it wasn't like he was trying to, you know, right. rip your face off or anything. Exactly. Like that. So. Hey, you know what? I'd rather have a friendly ghost than, you know, one that wants to try to, you know, take over my soul and send me to hell in the process, you know? Right. Um, But, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our Arizona episode of The Hauntings of. Uh, Next time, we are going to be talking about Arkansas. That's going to be an interesting one. All right. Since we are literally next door neighbors to Arkansas here in the state of Tennessee. And we will try to get that episode to you as soon as possible. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up down the pipe. Um, we are going to be talking about creepypastas in the near future. We are going to yep. be continuing our football pickums. Yeah. Um, any other ideas you were coming up with? We were talking about them a little bit earlier today. Anything uh, that you were thinking about? There's all kinds of stuff that's, that's right. running through my mind. Um, we may try to get a college football episode in, yeah. maybe around the time of like the bowl games and playoffs and stuff playoffs like that. Or something like that. Definitely, um, we have a whole list of uh, guests that we're, we we want to bring on the show. Right. Uh, we've talked about that on several occasions. Talked um, about on several people. You know, maybe later in the basketball season, we'll you know delve into a little more basketball. Right. Uh, you know, maybe maybe do some on the XFL, maybe some other sports, maybe some lacrosse or uh, rugby or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, like what we always do. We figure it out and we go with it from there. Yeah. And, and <laughs> as per usual, if you guys have any ideas, any ideas at all, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our personal, our, you know, the, the show's email address. Uh, it's, it's all in the links in the description. You know, just... And if you let us know, and if you guys have any, um, let's just, and I don't know how many people out here actually are from the state of Arizona who listen to this podcast. If you know of any of these places, if you've been to any of these places, if you know of about any of these places, send us a message. Tell us your experience about them. Were they scary? Did they freak you out? Were they a little bit disturbing? We'd like to hear from you guys. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Always, always. We always want to hear from you, the listeners. Uh, because without you, I mean, we're just really talking to ourselves. Pretty much. Which, I mean, even if we didn't have a microphone in front of us right now, we'd probably be having these same conversations anyway. So, you know. Well, maybe probably. not maybe not maybe in to, depth. Maybe, maybe not to in, a lesser degree. Yeah, to, to a very much a lesser degree. We don't have to be so um, communicative or I don't even know if that's a word. Uh, <laughs> but like we said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for watching this episode. Uh, be on the lookout for haunted the hauntings of Arkansas on the next episode. And until then, my name is Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And this has been Movement Radio. In a world of wonder. See? That's my feet. And horror. The military advised that the flesh-eating pigeons can only be stopped by destroying the brainstem, and that they do not poop. That makes no sense. Why did they do that? One podcast fights the forces of evil. The new and improved diabolical disintegrating death ray! <laughs> Triumphs over adversity. Now I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. <laughs> and brings hope. Live your life. Joy. 
Nay! And silliness. Perfectly normal. That podcast is... Release... <laughs> the... That's painful. Clowns. Coming to ears near your head now. Release the Clown Sketch Comedy Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and all reputable platforms. Oh, this is most pleasing. Yes, quite marvelous. Ooh,